hey, that's life. When most people say those two words, they're usually referring to the fact that, uh, you know, in this life, you have to expect uh, disappointment and bad news. One person says, uh, I had tickets to see Hamilton on Broadway. All I needed to do was show up at the box office before showtime. I fight sheets of rain, gridlock, and get to the window just as it closes. And the other person says, hey, that's life. On a much grander historic scale, I can imagine two guys standing in front of the sealed tomb of Jesus on Good Friday. And one guy says, I thought Jesus was going to be the promised Messiah. But this sealed tomb says otherwise, gets him wrong again. And the other guy says, hey, that's life. But three days later, at that very same tomb, the resurrected Jesus burst out of the grave and gave a whole new meaning to those two words. That's life. Jesus points to the empty tomb and says, that's life. Jesus holds forth his nail-scarred hands that broke the power of death and says, that's life. Jesus is alive and he's here right now with a desire to apply the joy of his resurrection to your life personally in a way that leads you out of disappointment and into a new kind of living that's life, which brings us to the Easter story as it's recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning with verse 1, where we read this. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Peter and John and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and I don't know where they have put him. So Peter and John started for the tomb. Both were running, but John outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, John, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed, though they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus is alive. And he wants to apply the joy of his resurrection in a way that leads you to a new kind of living that's life. And Jesus wants to do what he did for his first frightened followers on that first Easter. We just read how the disciples of Jesus were huddled together in a room of gloom. But Jesus suddenly walked in and in the power of, res of the resurrection changed them all on the spot. So let's take a look at what Jesus did for his people in that room, because it's exactly what Jesus wants to do for us in this room. Jesus wants to bring you to a new kind of living that's life, starting 
with a new kind of peace. Notice that when the risen Jesus entered that room of gloom, uh, the first thing on his lips is peace, peace, peace be with you. This is what Jesus wants to bring to your life right now, real peace. And I know that uh, some of you are struggling and you have some real suffering and real pain in your life even right now. And the last thing you want is some kind of Easter pat on the head and a few trite slogans or two. Thankfully, Jesus is not trite. Jesus is not trite on the subject of real pain and real suffering in this world. Jesus knows something about internal agony and real pain and suffering. Did you notice what Jesus does right after he says that word, peace I give to you, peace be with you? Jesus shows his nail-scarred hands. Jesus shows the wound in his side. Jesus does this as if his nail-scarred hands are somehow connected to his offer of peace. It seems that they're connected because they are connected. Jesus shows his scars because they are the answer to the question of peace in this life. There's a story told of uh, a football player in a math class in the University of Southern California. Uh, this USC football player uh, arranged to sit next to the a student in the math class for the entire semester. Now, this football player was not known uh, for pulling down uh, great grades, but uh, sure enough, lo and behold, the math uh, class final exam comes around, and uh, the, both the football player and this high class, class A uh, math class student both get the same, the same grade on the final. They both have a near-perfect score on this final. So uh, the professor calls this uh, football player into his office and says, you know, uh, your exam uh, seems a little suspicious uh, because both you and the guy who is sitting next to you uh, both got the exact same score, 49 right out of 50 questions on the final exam. And the football player says, I'm insulted. Uh, it must be just a coincidence. And the professor says, yeah, but you both missed the exact same question. It's uh, question number 17. And the football player says, yes, I am offended. Uh, it's just a coincidence. And then the professor says, yeah, but here's the clincher. Uh, yeah, uh, on question number 17, my A student wrote in the answer, I don't know. And on question 17, you wrote the answer, I don't know either. <laughs> Love that story, because uh, this football player is us. And when it comes to the question of peace, we don't know the answer. Uh, and so what we end up doing is copying off our neighbor. And so he seeks peace through uh, financial security, success, and money. And so I copy. Uh, she seeks uh, peace through uh, fitness and clothes, and so I copy. You seek peace through managing your circumstances and uh, people-pleasing. And I would copy from you, but your life is so stressed out, I don't bother. The truth is, when it comes to this all-important question of peace, you don't know the answer, and I don't either. But God has the answer. 
And God came down to us in the person of Jesus to supply the answer to real peace in this life for those who are humble enough to just receive it. The answer is in those nail-scarred hands of Jesus. Not in created things. That's not where we find peace. Not in created pleasure. We find real peace in a relationship with our Creator made possible through what Jesus did on the cross for us. Jesus holds out his nail-scarred hands and says, peace be with you, because the peace I'm looking for is in his hands. The answer to your fears in life is not found by hiding under your bed. The answer is learning to live in the truth that you are loved by this creator who is willing to come and die on the cross for you. The answer to your worries in this life is not trying to manipulate people or control circumstances. The the answer is to live in the truth that each moment for a child of God comes out of these nail-scarred hands, meaning that each moment of our days, we can be confident because they come from a loving Savior who proved that he was in control because he rose from the dead on Easter. And when you receive peace from these nail-scarred hands, you too start living in a way that's life. But Jesus not only wants you to receive peace, he wants you to receive purpose. The risen Jesus next turned to those uh, frightened followers in that room of gloom, and he says, as the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. Like the Father sent Jesus to display his love to this world, now Jesus sends me as his follower to display that love. As Jesus came uh, from the Father, bringing forgiveness and restoration and healing and and a serving heart to this world, Jesus says, I'm sending you out with that very same mission. Now, I say me, uh, but really, Jesus wasn't talking to an individual, was he? He was talking to the group that was in that room of gloom. Jesus is connecting us together. He's connecting his joy of the resurrection to my experience in his resurrected community. Jesus calls me to this great purpose and calls me to do it with great friends, and that's life. Uh, That's what I love about our community groups uh, here at BlackRock. It's us getting a chance to uh, Serve God's great purpose, but do it with great friends. You know, in manageable terms throughout the year, uh, we have about 70 groups uh, of BlackRock people who meet together uh, and weekly discuss the sermon that uh, I preach and where we support also each other as we seek to fulfill the mission that Jesus gave us in a community of friends. And I love the diversity in our groups I'm in a community group. I love the diversity. In my group, we've got members who have kids and those who don't. Uh, We have those who have a spouse and those who don't. When it comes to discussing the sermon, we have those who love the sermon and those who don't deserve to live. So we have... uh... Hey, hey, it's life. Uh... Seriously, if you're not in a community group, join one, because this is how Jesus connects you to this resurrection mission. He gives you a great purpose and allows you to do it with great friends, and that 
is life. But lastly, Jesus also gives his people resurrection power. He gives us peace. He gives us purpose. He gives us power through the overflow of what happened on Easter. The risen Jesus walked into that room of gloom and he breathed on them his Holy Spirit. And we know through the Bible what happened to those followers of Jesus who were so frightened, who were so timid. When they received Jesus' spirit, they suddenly became these joyful, courageous, life-giving witnesses of Jesus and his resurrection. I had an evening meeting uh, a little while ago, and so I uh, went for an early dinner at a diner. And, uh, you know, when you eat by yourself in a diner where the booths are really close, you can't help but hear uh, the details of the conversation behind you. Behind me was a conversation between three guys, I'm assuming like uh, college age uh, guys, and they were talking about a subject. The subject was Ryan, who apparently was not at the table, because they were talking about how Ryan was odd, how Ryan was a jerk, how Ryan was a loser, and how Ryan deserved everything people said and did against him, and how nobody could stand to be around him. And two of the guys had been doing all the talking, and then they referred to the third guy at the table. And they said, uh, Mike, you're pretty quiet. What do you have to say since you're the only person who likes Ryan? Why do you hang out with him anyway? What's your problem? Is it this Jesus thing again? And Mike said, yeah, I guess it is. I'm trying to do what Jesus would do, and um, I'm trying to pass on what I've received from him to Ryan and even you. See, Jesus is alive, and he is breathing his life-changing, courageous, and joyful power into people like Mike. When the risen Jesus walks into the room of gloom that is your life, he brings a resurrection joy that is designed to bring you peace and purpose and this life-changing power that overflows in a new way of relating to people because it's a new way of living. So that today, Jesus points to the empty tomb and says, that's life. Jesus holds out his nail-scarred hands that broke the power of death and says, that's life. But if today you receive his peace and purpose and power that are flowing out of his resurrection, if you receive that today anew for the first time or afresh, Jesus can point to you today and say of you, that's life. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online, and we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and also uh, know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.